When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Steel Curtain. I'm your host today, Mark, because Manny's on holiday, he's out He's out the way in Singapore, getting on the beers, getting on the tins. Um, so I'm your host and I'm joined by Kyle. Kyle, how's it going, mate? What is up? I'm ready. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, officially down under, but I'm from, uh, I'm from south of Pittsburgh. I'm like the down under of Pittsburgh. I'm a Fayette County boy, so that's like the... Uh, the, the down under of Yinzer Nation. Well, that's right. I, I didn't even say my own show. So welcome to Steelers Touch Den Under. Uh, I, forgot to, <laughs> I forgot to say my own show, but I am just waking up. We we're just talking off the air for like five minutes. And we're just talking about time codes and how it's your Thursday night. And it's, it still doesn't, it just doesn't, like I wake up every, every uh, what is it, 3 a.m. for Steeler games. You know, when you have the 1 p.m. games and you're out on the West Coast, so it's a bit different for you guys. Wow. Yeah, 3, 3 a.m. Um, is there a bar that is open at 3 a.m. or are you just watching on your uh, iPad there? I literally just lay in my bed and just like, you know, Duna's on, covers on and just look up and watch the TV. Sometimes I'm not even, I'm even half awake where I may even sleep like the, you know, I might even sleep in the first quarter and just, just listen to it because <laughs> you still, you can't wake up at 3 a.m. and be like bright eyed, bushy tail and ready to go watch the game. I try my best to. I try my best to, but it is it is super difficult to do that, you know. You know, I grew up I, I grew up a true Yinzer in Steel Nation, and you know, one p.m. kickoff, you think that's fine, but I'll tell you, this LA life, ten a.m. kickoff, you just set your <laughs> alarm, wake up, and hit, head out to the head out to the bar, and uh, that's that's the life. That's the life for me. Well, that, that's that's very similar to what we get here in Australia. So when we get the, the 8 p.m. games, they're out 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. and they're awesome. And same when I went when I lived in Canada, same kind of when I was in the uh, Vancouver and Banff way, right? We did the, I did the same thing. I walked down to the bar. Uh, I think it was Boston Pizza or something like that, and I made sure I got my own TV. I was the first one in there, and I was with a coffee, and I made sure I got the sound on. I said to all the restaurant, even the chefs, I said, "Hey guys." I'm here today to watch Steelers. Like, yeah, we know, Mark. We know you're here every week. You know, I walked in there. And I was like, because you had to make sure you get the sound. And so some other other loser didn't get the sound for another game. So I got the sound on, and I was all ready to go, coffee in hand. And they're like, "Do you want any food or a beer?" And I'm like, "Does it look like I want beer? I'm just here to watch the team. I'm just here to watch the Steelers <laughs> for, at least for the at least for the first hour, and then roll into it." And then start to, then start yeah, you, to like warm up. Yeah, you got to get the body warmed up. Uh, that, that's you, I mean, you're you're an Australian uh, in Canada watching the Steelers. That must be that's like the rarest of un, unicorns. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And like like I said, like like nothing gets in the way of my Steelers. So uh, I made sure if, if I had work on, I just told them I don't I don't want to work. And they're like, well, you have to. I'm like, no, I, can't, I don't care. I do not care. I just, I just, I'll, I'll call in sick. I'll do whatever. And I was that good of a work. I get away with stuff like that. But I walked down the bar and go to the Boston Pizza because I knew that was the only, the best place to go with all the TVs. I knew you had to, you know, uh, own the market when you're there. 
Um, yeah. And, yeah. and when, you're, when you're in there, you've got to make sure you get the sound. If you don't get the sound for your game and make sure that, that, that it's your sitting. I once sat in there, I think it was Thanksgiving Day. I sat in there for like seven hours. It was great. <laughs> I sat there. I think that this when the Steelers played uh, the second game, I sat there for like all three games. It was like it was bad for my health, but it was unbelievable. A great day. Just to clean that sound, <laughs> it's worth it. You know, it's like yeah. waiting in line for a, a, a great concert. Yeah. yeah. So I want to. I want to start. I want to start this podcast. Even though we've been doing a bit of a chitter chatter, and that's what a podcast is really about. Whatever, right? But I want to start this podcast backwards. And then go back to the future. So hear me on this. So every podcast always starts off, you know, the big news, this kind of stuff. This podcast, I want your final thoughts. <laughs> Super Bowl title. Uh, congratulations, Coach Tomlin. Uh, another great season. I can't believe you did it with uh, with Mason Rudolph. That was a surprise. So congrats, wow. to, congrats to Tomlin. So your final thoughts are uh, Mason Rudolph, Hoist and Lombardi Trophy, proving all the haters wrong, saying, get out of the way, mate. This is my, I was number, QB number one all along. Well, no, I, you know, it's, it'll be, it'll be some dramatic, uh, you know, injury. He'll, you know, it'll be like Friday Night Lights. He'll have to come in uh, and save the day when, when all the doubters uh, didn't believe in him all season. That's that's so funny. Also, I have another rule. I was thinking the other day, right? I was like, "How's it going to go with me and Kyle? Well, how how would this go in our first podcast? Have a bit of fun." And I was like, "Well, I normally go to a bar. Normally, start talking steel to someone. And before we can even cover the big topics about Minka and that, I want to hear your opinion. I think we have to do. You know, and this may take this may take about ten hours, but we have to go all the way back to we need our conversation needs to start with Big Ben draft. What were your thoughts on the Big Ben uh, two thousand four draft? You know, I remember it like it was 10,000 yesterdays. Um, I, you know, at the time, I, I wasn't, I'm, I've never been one of those draft heads, you know, like uh, like some of the other BT uh, SC guys, you know. I just remember back then there were three quarterbacks and and you wanted to have one of them, you know, when it when like Eli, and there was drama because Eli didn't want to play in San Diego. He was pulling that like Elway move. And so it was, you know, it, it wasn't clear, you know, who was going to be there. And then uh, Ben just being a Miami of Ohio guy, that kind of felt good. He was kind of like in, he was kind of within the boundaries of Steel Nation. You know, it, it, I just remember it being, it just felt like all the right moves, everything lined up right. Was that, was that around – what time did you become a fan? Was that around the same time? Around well, that? you know, I, I was – you know, it's always been in my blood just from being born and bred there. But I, I guess I remember I, – you know, I remember paying attention for the 89 playoff run against the Oilers. I remember being at Manor Bowling Lanes, uh, you know, watching that on the, on the screen. But the Cower era is probably when I became invested – like on the weekend and week out kind of di- uh, on that kind of uh uh you know keeping track of all the ins and outs each week so it, you know it's been it's been a minute do you, do you reckon that cow still dreams about football about playing you know because he can't he, he can't get out of that, that system i think if i if you remember the hall of fame game from a couple preseasons ago when he was on the sideline and he was trying to like sneak in and call plays i think that you know, he probably misses the action from the sidelines, but I don't think he misses workload. You know, I, you know the 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 benefit of putting all those sixteen days is that three hours on the sideline. You know, so 
I think all the coaches want that three hours in front of the cameras, in front of the in front of the players, but don't really want to put the sixty hours for the rest of the weekend. You know. Yeah, because he he was pretty exciting to watch. Like I, I remember I started watching him about two thousand two, and I think he was he was yeah still the coach then, and and the the cow run when we had the Super Bowl forty, and I always remember that. Yeah, that that yeah. long. Like he, he celebrated for about three days. It felt like with his hands in the air, you know. And then and it was such a passionate coach. And um, well, that's that's great. So I think now we've caught up. We've 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 discovered your final thoughts. <laughs> we've discovered, <laughs> I guess, your beginning thoughts of two thousand four. That's where it all started, right? And we are now, you know, we're, tra- we're trans- transitioning into a new era. What are your thoughts about the new era without, you know, post-Big Ben? It's a big change. We honestly didn't need to tackle it, you know, need to talk about it more. I, You know, a lot of fans... Uh, a lot of fans aren't don't realize that not to take this time for granted. We 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 have never been here, not, not since '96 maybe when it was the three man QB race between Cordell, Mike Tomzak, and Jim Miller from Michigan State. Not since '96 have we been in kind of a situation like this. So that's unreal to think it's been 25 years for a lot of fans. They've they've never been in a situation like this with with the with the QB, uh, you know. So uh, my mic is really hot right now. Great, I'm getting notes that my mic is hot. I'll, I'll back off from it. Sorry. Um, what do you mean? What does it mean by your your mic's hot? <laughs> oh, I guess I'm too loud. You know, I, I get oh, too ex- right. I get too excited. We start talking about uh, <laughs> all these uh, predictions and whatnot. Um, <laughs> So just I you know fans need to be in the moment right now because we've we've never been in a situation like this. Well, speaking of that moment, right? What what are your thoughts about the uh, the three QB race right now? That that is Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, and and uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Now, like, is is there a chance that any one of these three guys can win? I, you know, I don't know if any, I don't know if, you know, let's, let's be all, you know, I don't know if, if Mace has the, has the, the, the same shot that Mitch obviously is, is kind of, I don't know, would you say ordained? I guess so. Yeah. That's what, that's kind of He's what's going on the, here. The front runner, I'd say for me, it's, it's the front runner is Mitchell then, and then probably Kenny Pickett in, in my mind, Kenny Pickett and then Rudolph, but in the, probably in the Steelers mind, it's probably Mitchell, then Rudolph, then Pickett, because that's just the way they do things. You know, certainly in June, you know, that that's, you know, that's, it's going to go about above the neck uh, type of play right now. And Mitch and May certainly know the playbook probably more than Kenny. But hey, we saw it with Ben. Anything can happen. And uh, it's, and, and there, you know, I hate to say there will be an injury, but there will be injuries. And so we will see, you know, we always need all 53 helmets plus. So we'll see you know these people, I think, in action. You know what they should do? They should just surprise everyone and go with no quarterback and just run Najee. Just run Najee and, and, the run, and just do a wildcat for the whole season and say, you know what, everyone? I proved everyone wrong. We still got to the playoffs without a quarterback. We ran every time. We know that, remember the Broncos game last year or two years ago when they, they had no quarterback and they had, to run, they had to run the receivers as quarterback? Like, I'm only joking, but there is, there is sometimes we do over-speculate so much and, like, I'm going to cheer for whoever turns up and you know does win the job. But I think May, uh, I think uh, uh, Trubisky Mitchell has it. You know, maybe by you know a good margin that he can win the job. And I, I want to see that. I, it's t- turning into when we go on a training camp, right? We need we need a leader. Like when do we need to know the starting quarterback by? Yeah, uh, probably you know Thursday before Week One, I guess. I don't know, right? I don't, you know, I don't. 
kick off. <laughs> all, all this talk about QB1, and then Canada's going to come out running sweeps with Chase Claypool <laughs> and, you know, maybe young Hayward out there. You know, everyone's going to be like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, nausea. They'll just be like, look, we don't need a play offense. We have the best defense in the league, number one paid. We'll just kick, punt the ball every time, and TJ will score for us. That's all we need to do is play defense because defense wins championships. Now, speaking of defense, the signing of Minka. Now, that's a pretty big signing, right? I, I think we all knew what was going to happen, but I'm pretty happy that they got five years with Minka, right, or including his year now. That, to me, sets the standard as a standard for the next five years we have a big chance to go to the playoffs and start to win. What do you reckon? You knew it was going to happen. You know, this guy's an all-pro. Uh, you you lock up superstars. Uh, you know, from all accounts, I'm not one of these money guy like, like Schofield here in the chat, maybe, you know. But it seems like this is, uh, even though he's, the, he's the, the highest paid safety, it still seems to be uh, a team-friendly deal, quote-unquote, in some aspects, you know. Um uh, you know, it's, it, it, we knew it was going to happen. I think the big surprise was that it happened now in June. This kind of stuff really didn't happen before until camp. But it, it's funny though because the, the whole idea—I find actually the whole idea around money and value kind of funny, right? If you say to someone, you know, you go out and buy a camera and you love the camera, it's three thousand five hundred dollars. They go, "Whoa, what? Three thousand five hundred dollars?" You go, "I know, right? It was three thousand five hundred dollars. What a steal!" You know what I'm saying? You see a big difference between what we get with that, with it, Minka being $18 million a year, and we go, that is so, so good. We locked him up for five years. And all the, the haters and the, the, the non-sayers say, well, why would you pay that guy? He did nothing last year. And as Dave said, I think yesterday on the preview, he changed the game or bad said it. One of, the, one of the guys said it. He changed the game completely. In that in that game versus uh, versus Ravens, he ran across. It was he, um, The quarterback wasn't there. He hit the ball out and won the game. So for a lot of people saying you paid too much or he's not the best player or uh, uh, Colin Cowherd had a go and ripped on the Steelers, like he's been holding that in for a long time. But like obviously he hates he hates them anyway. Like what what is the what is the problem with these people? Because for me, it's the Steelers one of the best moves we've made this off season. It's been a really good off season, and yeah, it's 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 value to us, right? It's our value, not theirs. The the media knows they control they control Steeler Nation because there's so many Steeler fans out there that they'll give him the clicks they'll give him the views I saw everyone talking about that you know like it was some kind of uh, you know like it wasn't on purpose like it wasn't intentionally trolling Steelers fans looking for something to talk about in June. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it happens. You see it everywhere. You see the locals, you see the local media in Pittsburgh do it. Um, you see our own fans. I look on Twitter and I see three out of four fans, you know, trolling their own favorite team. So, uh, it just seems to be, it's, it seems to be a way to, to get attention across the board. You, you are right. They probably go to like the boardroom meeting that day and they're like, actually guys, we're all out of ideas. We have no idea what to do. And then someone's like, why don't we just piss off the Steeler fans again? That usually works. Great idea, Kevin. Great idea. <laughs> right? That's why, you know, that's why people talk about the Jets and Giants uh, when it's like the Jets are a three-win team and, you know, people still want to talk about because it's New York and, they, you know, it's like they'll get the most eyeballs. It's all of this media game. I, I, I agree with Brian Brown here in the chat. Coward can kiss it. Here, I'll show that one. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what, you know what's funny, and I want to I ask you this, this question because it just came to the top of my head. 
Will we ever see a Giants versus Jets Super Bowl? Is that ever going to happen in our lifetime? Like I mean, the New York Bowl? You know, well, I guess, well, you know, I guess Yankees and Mets happened once. So if that could happen, I guess at the same odds as that. Um, I, I just don't see the Jets. You know, when was the last time the Jets were in an AFC championship game? Yeah, right. So 60s or something. When I, I wasn't alive back then, but something like that, right? The NFL does so much for parody, and yet some teams seem to uh, rise to the top when it comes to failure. And you look at teams like the Jets or Cleveland, who just can't seem to get out of their own way. They definitely they uh, they are in a they are in a lot of trouble times. I think it's now sixty six. That's how much that's, that's how much trouble they're in. They're in a big big hole, and that is just unbelievable. I'm kind of, I, I was like I was hope I was I thought them Steelers might have went and got Watson. Maybe they knew more. But the drama over there now in uh, Cleveland is just beyond ridiculous. They're still favorite to win the AFC North. I don't know why. But um, how do you – if you're the marketing person for that thing, you're going to work every day going, oh, my. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't believe it. Like, uh, it, it, it seems like something out of a soap opera. You know, it's like, what? how did this happen? You know, um, and and who knows? It looks like Baker, Baker Mayfield may – May still be the man. Who knows? It, it honestly over that way. It gets worse every day. And yeah, they they pretty much ran Baker over the bus. And they're saying, "Hey, can you come? Can you still play for us?" And he's like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I do find I think this year the Steelers going to have a good matchup with them anyway. Uh, no matter who's who's a quarterback, I just think there's too much that locker room stuff. I think like dr- we've had a pretty much drama free locker room this year. Would you say like in the off season? Yeah, we haven't. I- I'm fired up about the locker room, you know, because it, it, it looked like there was going to be a vacuum of leadership. You know, Ben is gone. Uh, you know, some of the, over the last couple of years, the leaders in the O-line have gone. It's the youngest offense maybe in the NFL right now. So it's a real yeah. lack of leadership. But just listening to these players talk, like like Minka talking at the signing uh, press conference, listening to Cam. Cam is going like all in all these media tours and just seems Cam's to be everywhere. Did you see that photo of Cam? Like just in the like <laughs> taking photos of Minka. Like he's everywhere. He loves it. it. The camaraderie just seems to you know. Uh, Juju had his going away party. I heard Mace showed up to that. So it's just like the, there's camaraderie. You know, people are working out together. Uh, Kenny and Mitch, I think, are working out together in Florida. So even though we, there, there's no you know Pouncey anymore, there's no Ben anymore, there's no Palomalu. Uh, it, it seems like what and what and what might be lacking in leadership. There's still a camaraderie that has risen up. Yeah, I think this this off season. There definitely is no drama. Maybe there's a big difference because, you know, we all know Big Ben was aging there about, what, 37 years old, trying to relate to the younger players. Maybe it was probably a bit harder. Um, now we have the young guys. Even Trubisky's quite young, I think 26, 25 or whatever he is. And Kenny Pickett, those guys. Um, Najee as well, bring on that that new uh, that new form that he's going to come into. Like, like he looks like a beast. Yeah. And this team is, I think, I think what, what I was thinking last year was, you could see Cameron Haywood was kind of like deflated last year. Like, he kind of knew what the team was in that playoff run. You could see that, that he had no help on D-line. And now he's got the Minka and the uh, TJ Watt and hopefully Tyson Oluwudu and, and Miles Jack. And those guys that can start to get at it, right? So there's a certain point, I think, where you have to now go out and win playoff games. Like, this this needs to happen. And, look, I've never been – like, I'm, I'm all on uh, Coach Tomlin, you know, to, to win. But this would be a hard one to muster if we have the – spending the most money on defense, best team on defense – 
And if we ver would verse the Chiefs or someone like that again and just get thrown out the window. But we have to get there first, right? You know? That's what, you know, that's another, I'm a little, you know, as a little bit of an older fan, I kind of, I need to remind, remind myself often that a, a large majority of Steeler fans, this is kind of the dark ages for the Steelers. It's been five <laughs> years without a playoff win. You know, I remember. I remember the 80s where we went five years without the playoff appearance. And that was, you know, my generation's true dark age. And so I, you know, I look at it now going like, what are these fans complaining about? We've, you know, we made the playoffs uh, with the worst run defense in the NFL. You know, we, we almost made the playoffs with Duck Hodges. But I've, you know, I, I, I need to remind myself that for the majority of the fans, uh, probably, uh, I bet everyone watching on YouTube, th th we're currently in the dark ages. So a little perspective there. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like I'm not like I, I, I watch them regardless. It doesn't bother me. Like I watch them if they go zero and 17. I don't care. And sure, that's going to hurt. But I guess I've never felt that that pain cause throughout my career or fandom watching has been about uh, since 2003. So I yeah, pretty much never had a losing season under Tom and stuff like that. And it's always been it's always been great. Right. Um, I just saw a comment here, and I want to see. Get uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you're a numbers guy. I'm not a numbers guy, but I do know there's a there's a there's a chance now. Like, will the Steelers go out and grab another free agent with this with the money they have? So Bobby Johnson says here they have 23 million under the cap. So I believe you because it's, it's on the internet. So I believe you. Um, do they go out there and grab another free agent? Like, like who do you think they grab? I, I you know I see one roster weakness could be tackle offensive tackle there's only three i think you know really with game experience on the roster so you know maybe another one there i've seen people say outside linebacker you know like an edge rusher uh but is there anyone out there you know this is kind of like when i'm playing madden this is kind of like that time in the franchise where <laughs> all i can get are some computer generated names you know i can't yeah, get and any mo and most of them are like 67 overall like you know yeah. those guys well they're like 45 years old that are 59 overall you don't want those guys so i don't know who who all was out there you know maybe some people may you know maybe some of these other teams will have to face some cap cuts and then maybe something can happen uh i guess we'll find out in august around that but you know I th we might steelers might be stung a little bit they brought in ingram as kind of that outside guy last time and it, it kind of didn't work out so it's you know maybe you kind of stick with the guys you got instead of trying to bring in someone who might not be that much of a mover and shaker anyway. Well, no, you're right. Like there's guys like Isaiah Loudermilk who's going into his second year or third year, whatever he's going into. He looks bigger, stronger, better. Um, seems more confident. Um, also like the rookies like DeMarvin uh, Leal looks awesome on there too. And bringing, you know, one of my guys, bringing back Skipper to at least have a chance. So I think you go with the guys you got at the moment. I don't like overall, you need to go out and sign some big free agent to to lock down because the Ingram experiment it shows you that he didn't really care like he didn't care to be a steal as soon as he signed he said oh I'm not getting any reps well that's what you signed for and next minute he was like oh, I'm going away I'm going to to Chief Kingdom so yeah so overall I think we're in a we're in a good spot um what are you most excited about you know if, I guess in this off-season time like what are you looking forward to for training camp just football getting back or anything stand out yeah, getting back to camp, just, you know, it, this is the the uncertainty of this. See, you know, this is Tomlin's first time without a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's just so much uncertainty. You kind of want to see how it all unfolds. But he doesn't seem worried, though. 
No, no. I think he's excited. You know, I, he, let's be honest. I think he's been waiting for this moment for three or four years. I think Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph thinking that he was going to be uh, maybe the heir apparent. And so we've waited a whole contract cycle to be for this moment. And uh, But even beyond the QB battle, there's interesting things like Tuzar Skipper and uh, Derek Tuska. Like, you know, is one of those guys going to show up? I like these some of these rookies, these seventh round rookies, like that uh, Mark Robinson, the linebacker. Like, man, could he make the roster? It's it's kind of like who's going to be number fifty two and fifty three on the roster? Who's going to be those practice squad guys? Um, who's going to emerge? Oh, someone always kind of emerges. You know, maybe is it going to be Louder Milk or something? Who's that guy that's like, oh man, this guy is a total stud? You know. What they should do every year is like for a celebrity exposure, just like bring in like the 54th man, like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And each, each team goes out there and gets like a celebrity to play for like a week or so and just see them get towed up. Like I want to see Snoop Dogg out there actually put his money where his mouth is. And if you're listening, Snoop Dogg, you probably do because you're always on the internet. G'day, Snoop Dogg. He'd, he'd be out there receiving and be like, oh, I'm so good at this. And the next minute, just like Minka just, just run straight through. Wouldn't that be funny to see celebrities play like football like that? I think you need to come out here to L.A. and I need to go to <laughs> Australia. I think it's the 54th man, let's sell it. I'm ready. Let's do it. If I played as a 54th man, I would quick quickly become – there would be 53 men. I would get absolutely owned. Like the shoulder pads would be heavier than me, you know what I'm saying? Like they would weigh me down and I wouldn't know what to do. Um, but honestly, like if, if I did play football – Let's do, let's ask this question because this is a kind of cool podcast. We're going all over the shop, right? <laughs> and what, what did you expect, BTSC, putting us two together? No, actually, I, 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 well, you came on and uh and said hello, but yeah, this is great. What position would you play, Kyle, for for, for NFL? <sighs> well, currently, I'm uh, currently I'm six foot two sixty, so I'm finally a <laughs> linebacker. I could finally get out there and play at my linebacker weight, but. In my in in I guess would have been my playing days would have probably been a safety as far as you know size and weight, but I never played organized football. You know it, it, they didn't have like a little league. We had little league baseball, but there wasn't. You had to either play like official school level, and I didn't have that kind of commitment to it. So we didn't have like a little league version of it, but. Um, you know, I could have been a safety, sit back there. Oh, you know what? I did play intramural football in college, and I guess I was uh, I guess I was more of an inside linebacker. I kind of faked like I was going to blitz, and then I would just kind of go back and try to pick off the yeah. pass. So, <laughs> uh, well, you're beating me because we didn't have anything. So in Australia, <laughs> I guess we didn't have any chance to play any kind of football. We had rugby league, and when I, when I was younger, like it's so funny when you're younger. You know, in, in in the like the targets or Kmart's in Australia, they go out and sell the gridirons, but there's no real programs, and it, it it's this it would never be big here because there's not not enough money in Australia for it. Actually, there's not enough money really for the the younger programs that is like the rugby league and rugby union. Even those kids don't get enough money to to develop their skills. But that is a that is a crazy um crazy point. Is there anything you want to ask about Australia? Because I don't know if I, if I ever see you again, mate. Like if we're just passing through the night at a, at a random bar, you might go one way, I might go the other. Is there any Australian questions you got going on, mate? Well, I I guess I want to know. Well, well, one well one serious and one not. Let's do the not serious. Are there are there redheads in Australia? Like like people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're rare. Well, they, they don't go outside to, to look at the sun, though. You know, they've got to be very careful. Be very it, careful well, when you go outside. 
and then the serious question is how do you how do you even get a Steelers in Australia, you know, like would you have to like mail away for VHS or DVDs back in the day? Like I don't know how would you, you know, how how would you even get the games down there? I can't imagine that the television covered NFL football. I thought you meant now. I was like, you mean right right now? Do I have to mail away VHS so I can watch? No, no, not week, now. In, weeks, in, in four weeks later. So when I, so when I'm covering the Steelers with Maddie, it's like four weeks ago. <laughs> I'm still waiting to get the Monday night game in. Hold on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me the score. Like, Mark, they're already they're already winning five two in the division. Oh, I don't know yet. No, these days it's all easy with apps and internet. But you know, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. So growing up when I was younger, like two thousand four, when I started watching it, it was the Madden games, right? So I played Madden and remember the Titans. Those films came out, and when I started watching that, like in in Australia, we get all the movies. Like we like. Australia is so American, uh, you know, it's uh, influence is like high, right? We see you guys like LA, Hollywood and, you know, uh, that kind of style. Like every, and all, all of our, a lot of our sayings come from, you know, TV shows like Friends and stuff like that, right? So I started watching football uh, around 2004 and it was pretty much like we got Foxtel or your cable. I think you guys call it cable or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And it was around, there was like one game or two games with Troy Aikman and, and whoever the other dude was, I think Buck or someone like that. Um, on Fox, and that was around 3 a.m. So I'd wake up in the morning, you know, when I was a little kid, you'd always wake up at like um, 5 or something like that, and you'd yeah. watch TV and turn on. And we had cable where we actually had this this card that was like a lot of people had this card. I don't know if you had it in the United States, but it pretty much got every channel because it, the technology back then was easy to do, to, to fix. Uh, There's always a guy who knew a guy. The, uh, paid, yes, the, paid, the hookup, the hookup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You paid 50 bucks to the guy who knew a guy and he went and got this card and then you got every channel and then realized, then Fox still realized what was going on. So we had all the free sports channels, stuff like that. And pretty much it was like just watching one or two games a week and that was it. You didn't really see too many um, ESPN shows. Uh, the one show I do remember uh, was with uh, Stuart Scott. He's now passed now, um, um, the, the fella uh, on ESPN. He was always good to listen to, like guys like that. Um, who, that, that guy, Chris Berman, boom, that, that guy was yeah. cool to watch too. Those kind of things happen. We got like little snippets in the paper, but I'm talking like, <clears throat> you know, a tiny score of like what it was, just the results. But other than that, it really took around, it takes, you know, until social media started, you know, going crazy. That's when uh, Australia can watch football. But here too, in Australia, people don't really care. That's the reason why I started my Facebook page. That's the reason why I started my YouTube. And or five years ago, I started my Facebook page and my friends were sick of sick of me talking about it and no one cares you run up to someone who's wearing a jersey and they don't even know who the player is <laughs> they have no idea who the player is and you're like oh my are you a raiders fan do you know who this like he's like yeah no they don't know they think the game goes too long the game goes too long there's too many rules too many flags but for you and i it's like a passion and it's love you know but overall yeah it was just it's all started back in the day in uh you know 2004. Sports Center. That's uh, I, I I wanted to be. I thought I was going to get into Sports Center too when I first went into college. Like I'm going to be a Sports Center anchor, but I didn't. Nope, I didn't come close. <laughs> you never know. Um, I've done a I've done a rookie mistake. I'm going to let the world know. If you guys are ever getting into YouTube or content creating, never put your laptop out without plugging plugging in your laptop because mine's going to pass out soon. So Kyle, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to feed you a question. Right? Yeah. Who, who is going because this will save some time who is going to be the biggest impact impact 
like on this no no you can't say tj okay impact, impact for the steelers uh team and i'm talking about everything i'm talking about plays momentum uh passion confidence you know i wanted the the, the guy who's going to be the guy for the steelers while i plug my laptop in all right well you know a lot of people want to look at the offense, but I don't think this is uh, I don't think this is the offense's year for uh, you know r- running with the banner. I think it's going to be the defensive side, but the rule is already it can't be TJ. Okay, that's fine. And you know what? I won't even I won't even choose Minka. Uh, I'll go to Cam Hayward because if the run <clears throat> defense doesn't improve this year, then we're still going to be struggling for 500 so it's going to be the difference maker this season is going to be the run defense can we can the Steelers uh stop the run better than last year which how much better I mean we were it was the worst in team history so it can't get much worse he says knocking on wood but if uh, you know, if Cam stays healthy because that's the thing one of these injuries if TJ goes out all bets are off and I think Cam is the same on the line because the run defense is just not the same with with the, with you know with with those other guys filling in. Right. So I've got a question for you too. It's a it's been a, I think surely you know this person, Brian Brown says here from the live chat. Kyle, have you ever heard of Nicole Kidman, Australian? Redheaded. Right. You're right. There's the exception that proves <laughs> that there are redheads in Australia. Um, oh. Nicole Kidman is Australian. She is redhead. Checks all the boxes, right? Boom. Um, yeah. My favorite Nicole Kidman. I'm trying to think. I saw Eyes Wide Shut. I didn't see Moulin Rouge. What else? I didn't see uh, Cold Mountain. Was she in that Cold Mountain? I don't know. I don't really class Nicole Kidman as an Australian. Eh? Like I've really, I've never seen her in person. I've never seen it, you know, at the local shop. Um, uh, I've never really seen her. Like I've just always seen her in movies, and she. Just, did she just did she just play the same role every time? Like Be, like beautiful starlet woman, you know, like just like overall just quiet and like like a lot of those movies she's scared. You know, like have you ever seen that compilation of Nicolas Cage where it goes like fifteen minutes of him yelling? Like yeah, how, yeah. How like movie characters only have like one kind of deal? Like that's honestly, if you haven't seen that, that is the best sidebar ever. Like Nicolas Cage yelling for fifteen minutes is just in, in every movie is funny as, but. Nick, Nick, like you know the Cole Kidman man. She's, I guess she's Australian, but she's probably more she's more American than than us. She doesn't talk. She doesn't talk with an accent ever on camera. So uh, it's almost like she doesn't even claim it herself, right? Yeah, like you have to talk with your accent. What are you doing? What, what, I, I can't hide my accent. So uh, what about what about ACDC? When you hear them sing or hear those songs, do you hear an accent <laughs> in that? I just hear the screaming. Yeah, I was gonna say I just hear like it sounds like a you know an eighteen wheeler pulling off the this, this screeching off the off the off the tarmac. <laughs> like what is that? You know, like it's just anyone can do that, but it hurts you. Like their vocals must be shot. <laughs> That's peak Australian culture to me. If I if I made a time capsule uh, of all things Australia, it would probably be uh, an ACDC album. And they uh they were they one of the first bands that like decided like them and Guns and Roses were like you know what. Uh, whatever we sing about, we can almost turn it into a podcast because they're like they're some of the intros go for about five minutes, and then you did, they're just waiting for the singer to get on stage, you know. And same with Guns N' Roses, they take forever. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it's uh, anything you know. They they got to they got to fill up an hour set. Like, all right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go an extra minute on this intro here, you know. 
I was actually at the Guns N' Roses uh, concert in Sydney, and they did that. But the, I can't remember who the lead singer is, or uh, is Axel Rose, or whatever his name is. Yeah. They waited until like eleven thirty, or they were meant to start at nine thirty, and they kept. They had they had two two performers uh, pre acts, and we st- we had we started booing them because we we're like, "Are you coming out to play?" And apparently, he was just waiting on the on the on the jet, just waiting there, chilling, having his drinks, getting getting on whatever drugs he was probably doing. Came out eleven thirty. And then made the set, and then we all went home, and we missed our train. We missed oh. our train because because of him. Because we we, we went to like one a.m. We missed, couldn't get home. Axel right. Rose, the ultimate fourth quarter comeback. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I was like, are you just? I look. I, I I was so excited to be there, but like sometime you got to start, right? You know. <laughs> All right, we're getting a bit off track, but that's what podcasts are for. So, what else do we want to talk about? What else is the big, the big news? I guess Omar Khan has made his big, uh, you know, first few signings. Is there any other big news really hanging around in the off season right now? I mean, uh, are, are you are you fired up about this pickleball game between? Yeah, team- I play it. I play pickleball. It's a, I'm, I'm playing it today. All right, so how how hard do pickleball players go? Because, you know, we didn't see – there was a lot of outrage when Juju did the milk crate challenge, but I didn't see any outrage. <laughs> no, that's, that's very true. Wow, that's a very good, <laughs> very good subject. So you're saying when Juju did the, uh, did the, the crate challenge, could hurt himself, you're exactly right. Because in, in pickleball, you can – the thing is with any sport you play, you've got to go 100%. Otherwise, you don't go 100%, you have a chance to hurt yourself, roll your ankle, stuff like that. Pickleball is very hard on the knees. Sorry, Steeler Nation, it is. It's hard on the knees. It's cut. It's cut really fast. If you're on a, on a tennis court like that, uh, I don't know if it's like concrete. It's not concrete, but it's like something like that, right? But okay. You can, you can hurt the knees, hurt your feet. Um, you need to be pretty fit to play pickleball, but it is fun. It's, it's for all, all ages. So, yeah, when I saw TJ play that, because I've, I've been playing that for the last year, um, I've come third in comps and I've come second in another comp too for doubles. All right. In my in my range, intermediate, so three point five to four point uh four point zero out of five. Wow. But, um yeah, it was so funny to see that lady Meg had no idea who these players were. Yeah. And it's good it's good cardio and it's good to see the fellas like you were saying before play together and get around and they'll probably try and to just have a game and not talk to anyone, just chill out, not to get anyone seen. Then Meg starts playing with them and Meg and Minka towel them up and, and beat them. Like it is re- it was really like a good honestly. Uh, if you want social media stunts, it was good. But I understand your question, though, because we were so furious about right. uh, Juju. And now, like, it is honestly still a sport. But I guess at the end of the day, you've got, you got to let them live their lives. But it was basically pickleball was cardio, but it's super fun. So you can, you you do, you, you sweat pretty hard. You do work. You oh, get your yeah, heart rate yeah. up. It's, yeah. it's um, I play, like, I play doubles. But when you play singles, it's, it's pretty crazy, right? But pickleball is like mini tennis. So, and you're, you're consistently running around. It's like you're, you're squatting. It's good. It'd be really good for the, the O-linemen too. They'd be really good at it because they're already in that squat position at the net where they can, they can do the volleys and stuff like that. But overall, it's good cardio. Uh, and it's just good fun. Like, I was so happy to see TJ, um, you know, uh, play. And also, like, it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter what size you are or how old you are. The game can go in your favor if you're a good player. Like, honestly, like, TJ Watt, probably should have, you know, smashed uh, Meg in that game. But if she's a good player and TJ's not, she's going to win that game, honestly. It's about touch, not about power. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I, I play with power because I think in Australia, we, we play a little bit different. We don't, like, dink as much or slow the ball down. But because I'm so tall, like six foot one, I get in there and smash it like tennis. And some people don't like me doing that. I'm like, 
Oh well, what do you do? <laughs> oh, you 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 break the unspoken rules of pickleball. Yeah, I, I don't care. I just want to win. Like I'm re- I'm really competitive. So when I <laughs> like when I'm playing a game like that, like I will like I won't like you while I'm playing the game, right? And this comes down to football too. I won't like you while I'm playing the game, like but then after we can be mates. You know what I'm saying? So when it's funny because I've never played really any any uh, physical sport. I've only ever played soccer or tennis like that. But in those scenarios, when I play like pickleball and I go on the comps, I want to win. <laughs> and, and I'm going to win. Okay? That's the, that's the mindset. The mindset you need to have is that. And Meg had that. But like, in, in all seriousness, like these kind of sports, they're good. Like it, it is really good for cardio. It's good for cutting. It's good for... Uh, hand-eye coordination, it's fantastic. I feel like we're turning a pickleball uh, podcast, but, you know, get out there. I think LA's got a few courts. We got to. I, I, we, we, I've got to find it. I know we've got curling uh, courts out here or something, so they've got everything. Wait, so we have a question here. J-Devil says, what's a cardio? Meanwhile, that dude looks like all he does is cardio. Is that his picture? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like, I'm not even sure the long, what's the long form of that word? Isn't it just like conditioning? cardiovascular i don't know <laughs> i don't know we just call it cardio because like to run around heaps uh but yeah, yeah. overall it's, it's good to see you know the fellas get out there i, I don't think we've seen that because of the, the pandemic and stuff going on and they, and now they're going to latrobe right the steelers going to latrobe and get get back to the fans sign autographs it's good to actually see you know what it is it's good to see them smile right it's good to see them happy and this 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 title is you know to be optimistic about the steelers right now we're, we're zero and zero new era with big ben uh, sorry, without Big Ben, uh, whoever the quarterback's going to be, I do not care. I do not care, right? But it's good to see him uh, having fun, like Cam's having fun. And that tells me I think they're ready to win, right? If you're having fun, then you have, you have, to have a chance. This, you know, it, 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 this this kind of reminds me of the defensive version of the Killer Bees. Everyone talked about how with Ben and Bell and Brown, we needed to win now. And I kind of feel like this is the defensive equivalent. It's like with Minka and TJ and Cam right now. It's like now is the window for this defense. And uh, yeah, it's it is it is win now. Who cares? Quarterback, be damned. You know, it's it's win now. I agree. I agree. It's um. Uh, what did Dave say? <laughs> Dave said here, Dave's got, I could pull a Meg and take down some of the steals if it was cornhole. Yeah, cornhole's the one where you throw that, like, sack of rice into a, to a hole, right? Is that it? Yeah, it's like a bean bag into a, into a, yeah. <laughs> we should have the, uh, the BTSC Olympics, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll do bowling, you can do pickleball, Schofield can do cornhole, Look, I'm telling you, it, that would be a good idea because I guess if we were all specialised in our own thing, then it would make it all even, right? Because I would, I would carve everyone up. I'm sorry, I would. I, I, I'm a pretty good player and I'm so competitive. And if I know it's my sport, I don't want to lose my sport. I'm right. great at things you can play in a bar, like darts, <laughs> you know, darts and uh, and pool and beer pong. Yeah, that that is one thing you guys are really good at over in America. You know, you guys like are just from the college days, it's the, the beer pong style is just so like I went over to Canada and I, I I got thrown out the window. I was really bad. Like you guys know how to like you could really set set your feet up, elbows back, and point shot. You you done right. They have a beer pong game at my local arcade. Believe it or not, it's just empty cups with ping pong balls, and you get tickets like a Chuck E. Cheese that you can cash in for prizes. <laughs> it's hilarious. 
it's even like the other one I learned when I was overseas in Europe was the uh, the flippy cup, and I was like, what? Don't, I was like, don't we just drink? Don't we drink and socialize? Nah, don't do. We don't do that. We play games. Yeah, conversation. That screw that. Who's good at having conversations? Yeah, let's just chug. Yeah. It was it was kind of like that when I was like hanging around with the crew, and I was like, um, a bunch of uh, two American dudes were setting everything up, and I was like, well, okay, we're just gonna play games for the next six hours. They're like, well, what else would we do? You know, like, did you want to converse? Now, in the last five minutes, while we converse, let's get back. We got, we got to, someone's got to hold us in rain, but we got to stick on the Steelers. What do you, what do you? I guess I know it's off season, but now you know what? I, I I'm just I'm so fed up with this Bengals team. Can we beat Can we beat the Bengals coming to Week One? Well, you know the expectations. We're 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 the underdogs now. Steelers are underdogs, so that's always uh, an interesting position. You know where where it's like their backs are against the wall, but. You know, to be honest, if uh, if Cincinnati runs the division, so be it. You know, if, that, if that's the thing right now. But then again, uh, we'll see. You know, every every team in the NFL now has had a year to see what the Bengals can do and how to beat it, especially uh, Pittsburgh's defense. So um, either way, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, hey, if, if Cincinnati runs the table, hey, you can't be surprised about it. If Steelers find a way to to whoop them, and I wouldn't necessarily be surprised about that either. So, yeah, it's just, it's just so funny to me. It's the same setting as the Bills last year. We all counted out, and then we we a lot of us thought we weren't going to win that game. But as still a fan, you're like, you need to be optimistic. But like, okay, we have a chance to win, and I get the same feeling. But like like you're saying with TJ Watt and Minka, um, and and Cam, I get this feeling that they're just like that like that kind of like knowing of like that look when you know like I'm playing really well. I know you're playing well. Cam's playing really well, and they all know those three together. Like we have something here, so I can kind of, I kind of sense that. Now we started off with the final thoughts at the start of the show, so let's do the beginning thoughts. What are your, <laughs> what's your first impressions of of this Steelers team? That's the, um, you know, just young, energetic, uh, no expectations. Uh, even though the expectation is, you know, the standard is the standard. But nonetheless, the expectations are still kind of, it's still kind of a clean slate for this team. And, uh, you know, destiny has not yet been written in the annals of Steeler history. So, uh, you know, it's like the future is yet to be written. You know, the, the rest is still unwritten. My favorite song from the Hills. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Oh, is that the, <laughs> is that the TV series? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. They would do my head in one hundred percent. I would walk in that door and out straight away. Like just all those, all those characters are so, so much drama. Anyways, I was kind of hoping you'd say something about uh, about Rudolph, but uh, I guess we'll end it there. Have you enjoyed your time on the Steelers Touchdown Under? I think this has been great. You know, you re- you're in the future. You're Saturday morning. I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> um, Friday night, evening, whatever. So I think it's a uh, it's a perfect blend of. Uh, well, well, like you said before, you thought I was. Didn't you think I was in uh, in December? <laughs> yeah, I thought down under <laughs> meant that you were celebrating the winter right now. So. <laughs> so apparently, I'm stuck in December. It's almost Christmas for me. It's about five days away from Christmas in December. Uh, that would be crazy if that worked out that way. Thanks, Kyle, mate, for coming on uh, Steelers Touch and Under and on uh, BTSC. Thank you, everyone, in the live chat. It's been an awesome show. Thank you for uh, you know putting up with our comical efforts about you know pickleball and and, and and talking about nothing. But it was a great show talking Steelers. And I just wanted, yeah, stress the fact, look, it's only June. 
you know, we have a chance. Uh, everyone's got a chance, and uh, you know, uh, in the off season, except for the Bengals and definitely the Browns. Oh boy, they're in trouble. But we have a chance being uh, Steelers fans, and I can't wait for the season to, um, you know, have a crack. So yeah, thanks, Kyle, mate, for coming on. Thank you. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in camp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, Steelers. Here we go.